0: today's guest is my awesome friend Koji. She's a self-described bootleg astrologer who makes
1: memes with a faux vintage aesthetic. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Is This, this is your very first episode, right? It is, yes. But, oh, I feel I feel so special. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. So I just really want to talk about astrology right away because I know that is your jam and how I found you on Instagram a couple years ago. And when I first saw your memes, they were so relatable. I think in one day I posted like 20 of them on my story (laughs) because I was like, Oh my God, this is just so awesome. And yeah, I guess I just want to talk about first of all, your top three, like your sun, moon and rising.
1: Okay. Okay. So I'm a Taurus sun. I'm a, I'm an Aries moon and I'm a cancer rising. Okay. So So it's, it's very confusing to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I swing from, I swing from like loving you to hating you in the matter, in a matter of like, I don't know, 0.5 seconds. And it takes me like no time at all to make up my mind about something and then change it just as quickly. So I love that yeah. though. I love
0: like, that there's <laughs> multiple elements in your top three because I'm the same way. I have three different elements and there's such a variety there.
1: And I don't know. I love that. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like in, in a lot of ways it makes us like well balanced, but in a lot of ways it's, um, it's, it's it can be like confusing. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Can you tell me,
0: um, like your favorite part about being a Taurus? Cause I love Taurus energy, especially Taurus women energy. Like I just am a magnet to it. I'm like, I love this vibe. It's so chill. It's so friendly. I don't know. Just tell me like the good stuff about being a Taurus.
1: I think like the best thing about Taurus women specifically is that Mm -hmm. they are, they're like your best friend for life. You know, they, they are in it with you for the long haul. Doesn't matter if you don't talk, doesn't matter anything. Like they are there Mm -hmm. for you. And, and I think like another really nice thing about like Taurus is like in general is that they're very happy to see you through your goals and are happy to be like a supporting character in whatever you have going on, Mm -hmm. which is like, which I feel like is such a nice, like Taurus, Taurus like supportive, like loyalty kind of thing. And yeah, and loyalty, obviously like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if there's like a better person for the job or something like that, if you're friends with a Taurus and like a job opportunity comes up or something, the tourists, if they love you, they will recommend you first because mm-hmm. they are super like ride or die, like loyalists. So Yes. Yeah. And like a cheerleader all the way for
0: friendships. My boss is actually a Taurus and she's the best tour like the best boss I've ever had in my life. Like so supportive, so kind, so genuine. And it makes going to work so much better. And like Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's like a friendship that's formed that it feels genuine compared to other bosses I've had. And I'm like, okay, that's why, because you're a Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You get
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, I think Tauruses are great though. I mean, like what, I think my only thing that I don't like about myself as a Taurus and about mm-hmm. like other Tauruses that I know, or I know you didn't ask, but I'm gonna tell you anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that is that I feel like in a lot of ways, being having like heavy Taurus placements makes us kind of poor communicators. I, okay. I do feel like, I feel like we, we think so much and we think things through so often that we know what we mean when we say something, mm-hmm. but the other person doesn't have like the full picture. And so when we say it, it might sound like kind of cryptic or this or that, the other. And then it can be like kind of frustrating for us because... We're like, I know what I mean, but you don't understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah. I can
0: definitely see that because I've dated a lot of Taurus men in my day and the communication was horrible. And I have, <laughs> and, like, my um, Mercury is in Aries. So I'm just like a constant texture, like, what is going on? Like, communicate with me. And then it's just yes. like silence. Right. <laughs> so. We got to think it through. We got to mm-hmm. think it through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So kind of back on like the astrology note, is there a placement in your chart that you either love or like kind of what is the most interesting placement in your chart, bad or good?
1: I think, I honestly think, I mean, I love my Aries moon, but I also Mm -hmm. hate it. I feel like it makes me Probably a difficult person to be around for long periods of time because I'm pretty intense, like I have ideas all the time and this and I'm really, really insistent on pushing forward and, and moving things along very quickly, and you know nothing can come fast enough for me as an Aries moon, which is probably mm-hmm. a negative aspect to my chart but my mercury is in gemini which i think is a really fun placement because mm-hmm. it gives me it gives me the ability to be able to kind of relate to people on like any level and i feel like i know a little bit about a lot of different things so i can talk to anybody about anything mm-hmm. but it's it's i think it's so funny because i feel like and I've heard this before with astro- like different astrologers that I follow and stuff, they- they've said this, is that like in your mid to late 20s, you really like grow into your chart mm-hmm. because I used to be very shy and I used to be unable to like talk to any, and I think that's that Gemini like nervous energy that was like mm-hmm. kind of going on and stuff because my Venus is also in Gemini and, um, and I feel like I feel like really grew into that placement in my chart and I feel mm-hmm. like- I feel like that's a, that's a cool part of my chart. I don't know. I
0: love that. And with like your, the memes that you create and your humor, it's so Gemini. Like, it's very Gemini. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I, I love that too. Um, and it's really interesting. You talk about growing into your chart. Cause I feel the exact same way. Like my mid heaven place I have a mid heaven cancer. And I never really identified with it until I turned 26. And I was like, okay, I'm totally going down a different path with what I want to do for my life. And different vision and just doing more research on a cancer midheaven and how it rules being a teacher. And it's really tied of creativity and psychic aspirations, like kind of teaching, not in a traditional sense, but more in like a psychic way. And I was like, wow, I'm like having this awakening at 26 to like go down that path more. Right. So I think that's cool. And I'm in the midst of my sudden return. So.
1: <laughs> oh my God, girl. Pray oh for me. my God. I am praying for you. It's Holy been smokes. good so far.
0: It's in yeah. my fourth house and I just moved. Into a great apartment, so I think it's like knock on wood, it's going to be okay. <laughs> but I still have like two and a half more years to go, so we'll see. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was your Saturn return?
1: You know, honestly, I feel like I I really experienced, and I feel like I'm I feel like I, I've learned so much. I the last like the last tail end of it had been has been really, really trying for me because it's, you know, I, I got married and then it turned out this guy was like crazy abusive and like mm-hmm. physically, financially and emotionally and stuff. And all of that was like this enormous, like learning lesson for me. And after that, I feel like I came out of it feeling like I've learned so much mm-hmm. from it, you know? And, um, And I, I do feel like that, that is like, you know, obviously that's a big thing about Saturn Returns is you Mm -hmm. learn so many lessons out of like a lot of hardship and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it also, I do feel like, um, that, that kind of thing also has to do with I'm born on the 13th and the thing about like 13 and stuff, you know, like the death card and tarot Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Every, every ending is a new beginning for me. So that's just Mm -hmm. been like a theme in my life is, I kind of go through, you know, hard times and stuff, but after it, I'm so much better for it. I know that mm-hmm. sounds like very cliche and like stuff like that. But for me, for me personally, it's just been, that's just like this kind of crazy theme. So at this point in my life being 32, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, I, I guess I just have to lean into the tough times mm-hmm. instead of being like you know, just kind of distraught and losing focus, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I feel like that's the Aries Moon too is kind of carrying you through that because it's all about okay, let's just resilience beginning. Yes. Yeah. The yes. resilience and and yeah, that's kind of like my perspective too. I just going through a lot of trial and error in my life, especially in my career. And it's just like, oh my god, here we go again. <laughs> like and right, I'm like I know it's gonna be better, but I don't know. I'm trying to think positive about it because I've heard so many horror stories about Saturn returns, and I'm like, I don't wanna get into that energy and then manifest like a crazy circumstance. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of like a Saturn return is there for you to face and deal with your shit. <laughs> sorry, right. not sorry. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Um, so tell me about your journey into astrology, like where did it all begin for you?
1: Honestly. Okay. It, it began like way back when in like the teen bop magazines, you know, Mm -hmm. like they'd have the little astrology section and, you know, you'd read yours and then you'd read your best friends and then you'd read your crushes, you know, in that Mm -hmm. order, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, it, it just is like super general, you know, it's all like, you know, sage advice, you know, it's Mm -hmm. all good stuff. But I, I didn't really get really into astrology until I was probably like in my mid twenties Mm -hmm. and it sort of became this kind of like life hack for me. Like it gave me so much, such a better understanding of the people in my life because, and because I, I I have the tendency as an Aries moon to take everything so personally Mm -hmm. that everything is about me and like everything has to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, And it's really helped me because I can like totally like Q-tip, quit taking it personally, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as that is concerned. Because like, I'm like, you know, you have- Libra moon or something like that the fact that you need me to bounce ideas off of you and then you don't take any of them that is like not that's not a me thing that's like a you thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like it's really benefited my life in a lot of ways so Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah. so I mean yeah it was um, purely I got into it purely out of uh, necessity of needing to be able to like somehow like have some common ground with my crushes or something because I used to be so shy and so oh but but you know then I got then I got more into it but mm-hmm. yeah. how did you get into astrology um I think it was the
0: same way because I got into it at 12 and I think I did probably find out about it through a magazine um somehow and then I I just remember just finding out that I was an Aries and just being thrilled because my <laughs> <laughs> like my life made sense to me for such a long time because I always felt intuitively that there was so much much more to my existence here. Even like when I was like five, six years old, I had this strong, like intuitive connection. Like, okay, I have like a sixth sense. I'm, there's something's bigger than me. And when I found astrology, I was like, oh my God, this makes sense. And I was mostly in it for myself, obviously. Um, <laughs> but to understand people around me too, I'm like, oh, okay, this is why you're like this. And, you know, trying to make the connections there. And it just makes you so much better at reading people and understanding people. And how to work with people, especially like one of the people I work with on my team is a Virgo, and like a Virgo just to a T. And I, like, I asked them, I was like, "Are you a Virgo?" And they're like, "Yeah." Can you tell? And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I can."
1: <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's, you know, it's helpful. <laughs> so
0: I know I'm like, okay, they're kind of neurotic. I need to make sure, like, you know, in like a good way, but I just need to make sure, you know, that this is how they're coming across, or just like vice versa. If anyone in my life, just you know, kind of having. Instead of, like, the Aries irrationality of just like impossibly assuming something, just kind of taking the back seat and, like, okay, maybe it's like they're like this way because of you know, they're Scorpio or whatever,
1: right? So <laughs> Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's super helpful. It really is a life hack. And I feel like if cis hetero men just like got on board with the astrology thing, they could use it like Mm -hmm. to their advantage in like very bad ways, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A
0: hundred percent. Maybe it's a good
1: thing. Maybe it's a good thing they're not into it. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) But then I find out like that
0: they're starting to, and I'm like, is this an Instagram influence thing? Because like- (laughs) But I'm like, you know what? Okay, I guess, like, I'll help you teach. I'll, like, let you learn a little bit. But I'm also like, okay, don't take it from us. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Sorry. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't
0: blame that. <laughs> um. So for the vintage, just, I love vintage. And I think that's another reason why I, like, resonated so much with your memes. Is it always something that, too, has been an inspiration for you? Or just kind of a recent
1: thing? Yeah. You know, um, wh- when, I, when I grew up, uh, we we didn't have like a lot of money. And so like kind of out of necessity, my mom would shop at like thrift stores and stuff like that. And this was way back when, when it was like not cool. And I went, I, Mm -hmm. at the time I was going to a performing arts high school where it was, everyone was carrying like 15 year olds with like Dooney and Burke handbags. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like, and and I didn't have a lot of money. And so my mom, you know, she would take me to thrift store and we would go shopping and stuff like that. And I'd pick out like cool stuff that I liked and it, a lot of it just happened to be like vintage and stuff and and then um and then coincidentally I, I started watching around the same time I started watching Sex in the City and that mm-hmm. was you know Carrie with all of her bold fashion choices and stuff it's like really inspiring to see women Uh, just really celebrating themselves and expressing themselves in a very, a very uh, aesthetic and like outwardly way, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I became really interested in like expressing myself in like a very outward way. And so I got more into thrift shopping. I got more into vintage. And then I think when I was like 18, I saw my first Audrey Hepburn movie. Okay. Yeah. And I just got, I fell in love with the whole vintage aesthetic and it started with like the fifties and the sixties and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, um, and then as far as like doing the Instagram thing, when mm-hmm. I before I started doing the memes and stuff, I was doing regular Instagram stuff, you know, taking a picture of my coffee or my food or this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. And um, and I found it to be extremely tedious <laughs> <laughs> because I I just really wasn't like passionate about doing that. But it was kind of mm-hmm. I kind of saw what everybody else was doing and I thought, oh, well, maybe I can do something like that or something. Mm-hmm. And and then I just decided one day I was like, well, you know what? I kind of want to do something that's a little bit more true to like. Person I am, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, "What do I love?" And it was like vintage, obviously. And I communicate almost um, exclusively with memes via text Mm -hmm. message, you know, to my friends, and um, (laughs) and (laughs) and so that was number two. And then I was like, obviously, like astrology because I love astrology. And so then Mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, yeah, I should do vintage themed because I've I've been a photographer for a long time too, and so Mm -hmm. it it was just like the natural way. It, It just made so much sense. Like when I put it all together in my head, and I was like, oh. I should have been doing this the whole time, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. Just like connecting
0: like all the things you love and, you know, making it your own, which I think is really cool. Cause even your layouts too, some of like your memes, especially in the beginning were inspired by like old books or like advertisements. And I was like, that is so brilliant and so cool. And like now advertisements are so basic and boring. And it's like, that's another reason why I love and connected vintage too, because there was just so much more design and. It was just, I don't know, just so much cooler back then. Like, we need to go back to those times. Honestly, <laughs> I
1: know. I, I, I'm like, uh, I have my microphone actually propped up by, um, this book that's called The Golden Age of Advertising from the 1960s. It's like down here, actually. Um, <laughs> <Love> <laughs> so it. it's like funny. No, because, and that's like another thing is like graphic design. I've, it's something I've always loved to like mm-hmm. look at different types of graphic design and, and yeah, and, and back in like the mid-century and stuff, which is like my personal fave, like the fifties and sixties, um, okay. of advertising advertising. advertising is they were so experimental and they did so much, so many different like out of the box ways to convey a message and Mm -hmm. visually and stuff, which I thought was very, very cool. And so I wanted to kind of emulate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Have you watched Mad Men? I, I haven't finished it, but okay. I got really, really into it like a couple of years ago and I just haven't picked it back up. But um, mm-hmm. I think I stopped when uh, he was going to California, but he was already in California. Okay. And like, he was, I think he was separating from his, his uh, second wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. He was a 60s queen. Mm-hmm. Her. Yeah.
0: Her fashion oh, was incredible wow. in the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's so awesome. And uh yeah, I was going to ask what your favorite vintage decade is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely I think it's I think it's got to be the 60s, only because I I do love the mod stuff, but I kind of like this like this kind of like classy runoff of like the fifties that was shifting into sort of a mod thing. Okay. You know, with the little the little flip of the hair mm-hmm. and like more, more kind of um, structured silhouettes and less about the hourglass and more about like, you know, just kind of like playing with different shapes and being really experimental with fashion and with makeup and haircuts and you know, all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. And so I I kind of like that era of like early sixties, late fifties the most, but I okay. do love mod. I love like the 1970s, like hippie, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love the fifties, you know, every, I love, I love it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that, now everything in fashion is kind of merging together like it's literally every decade um, oh yeah yeah and it's fun because you can find your place in that and it's like okay I have like this aspect of the 60s this aspect of the 70s and the 80s and like kind of make it your own so fashion I, it's kind of fun and the chaos that it's in right now
1: <laughs> yeah totally it's, it's such a beautiful time that we live in because I feel like um, I feel like through the through the 90s you know 90s to 60s and then the, mm-hmm. in the 2000s it was like kind of 70s with like the flare pants. And the, you know, the hip hugger jeans and stuff like that. And then and then it kind of and then it kind of evolved and it got more into like the 80s. And now we're kind of in this 90s thing. And like I just feel like because in, you know, our generation has seen all of that through. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I like this, but I don't like that, and I like this, and I don't like that. And you, know, you can just kind of pick and choose what you like and kind of put it together in an outfit. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's so fun. It's a fun fun time to be alive here with the it coronavirus is. and exactly, you know, <laughs> terrible snowstorms in places where it's never snowed before.
0: <laughs> so unpredictable. It's I blame the, all the Aquarius energy happening right now. It's just too much Aquarius for it's anyone's good. Oh
1: my God, I know. I know. I know. But you know what? I think, I think at the end of it all, I think that we are going to come out of this with so much more knowledge and so much more like awareness about the government and roles Mm -hmm. and like how to get things done and the impact that a large number of people can actually make. If mm-hmm. we all come together and band together and say like, this is what we want. You work for us, you know? Mm-hmm. So, And that's not what's to get, happening. Not to get political <laughs> on your show. But. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Politics <laughs> is all fine.
0: Yeah. And yeah, we're going to see it through. I mean, we're ha- not even like really in the Aquarius energy until it goes into Pluto in a couple of years, but it's already happening. You can just see people coming together, the collective energy coming together and like, making decisions and changing legislation, even with the Britney Spears, um, whole fiasco that's happening and things are getting changed because of the free Britney movement. And I love that. And that is the power of collective Aquarius networking energy. Right. Right.
1: I know. Speaking of, like, Aquarius, I think her moon is in Aquarius. I think I saw that somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Which explains so much about the dancing videos, you know? It's just, like, she's so misunderstood. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. (laughs) And, yeah, we don't really know the real her. And
0: I just – I don't know. I want to – to see her in an interview and just like spilling the beans.
1: Cause she's also a Sagittarius. She's fiery, right, and right. she has that spice. And I'm like, I want to see that. <laughs> I want to, I want to know the Britney story. I want to know the full story. Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope one day she'll let us, she'll let us know. Yeah, I know. So when you create memes, is there
0: an astrology sign that you are like, yes, I'm like excited to now work on this sign Or is there like one that you're like, oh, it's kind of hard for me to channel like a joke or something?
1: You know, I oftentimes find that it's a little bit more difficult for me to write Capricorn uh, memes because Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like, um, Capricorns are so mysterious and like they're, they're, I feel like Capricorns are more mysterious. Like, you know, that Scorpios are mysterious, but Capricorns are even more mysterious because Mm -hmm. they will never let you know like what's going on in their head, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, Because they think about things so much. They consider so much and stuff. So I I oftentimes feel like I, I need to, you know, resort back to like looking at like capricorn traits and like capricorn placements and what this means and what that means and stuff because i'm just i i, I don't know I, I guess i find myself like stumped um mm-hmm. and then oddly enough like taurus <laughs> i have i have some like i i guess i have some troubles coming up with like new and exciting content for taurus because mm-hmm. we're pretty predictable um you know we do a lot of the same yes. things i get mm-hmm. a lot of hate sometimes as far as like you know the taurus and the food and the sleeping and the laziness memes and and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I don't know. You got to call a spade a spade. I know exactly. who I am. <laughs> and that's, all, that's so Taurus too. Like every Taurus <laughs> I know in my
0: life, I'm like, okay, yes, that resonates for them.
1: <laughs> Can't relate <Right>. myself, but. <laughs> right, right. Um, I find, uh, let's see, like cancer memes are, are really fun. I love, I love doing like the Aquarius memes. Cause, uh, I just, I think Aquariuses are just so much fun. Like they're mm-hmm. just so like unpredictable and wild and they're just so weird. And I love it. Love yeah. the energy. Like yeah. anything
0: can kind of go with Aquarius and it'll be like, okay, that fits, <laughs> <laughs> which is good.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but, so if you could, I guess, collaborate with anyone dead or alive on a project or, even like something
1: with vintage styling, like who would it be? Wow. That's a really good question. You know, the first thing that comes to mind and I don't know if he's like problematic or not, cause he's an old white man, but, um, <laughs> it's like, I feel like it would be really funny to do, a uh, like, if he could like really delve into astrology, I feel like George Carlin would be a really mm-hmm. fun person to do like a stand up, an entire stand up set roasting the signs <laughs> because he just, he does like, he does like the funniest comedy, like the funniest, like old school stuff. I still, lo- I still watch and listen to his old stand up, like on, mm-hmm. it's on YouTube, you know, it's so funny. Um, but I don't know if he's a problematic old white man. I'm not yeah. sure. So, yeah, it could be a risk. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, fir- the first thing that came to my mind was that, though. Could okay. be really
0: fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting choice. That's really cool.
1: <laughs> um, is there a like a
0: past um, like icon or musician whose vintage style you're like okay I love their style so much I want to like replicate that in some way or like they
1: had it going on like anyone I mean. <laughs> Who doesn't love Audrey Hepburn's like looks throughout throughout mm-hmm. the years? I mean, she she had the 50s down, she had the sixties down. In the 70s, she like really went for it, like a little short like haircut and like some cute bell bottoms and like crop tops and like all kinds of stuff. She like, she like, I feel like she really embraced the, all of the different trends of the different, um, decades with mm-hmm. a lot of like class and so much like grace and style and stuff. I just feel like she, she's definitely one to emulate, mm-hmm. you know? she's a Taurus <laughs>
0: too. So is. she's very
1: aesthetic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you can tell too, just
0: her composure and just so like, you can tell she's such a nice, genuine person. And that's just like that Taurus energy, right. but yeah, I can definitely see that, um- <laughs> <laughs> So kind of tell me a little bit about your design process. Do you get inspired by, like, does it kind of come randomly to you, like intuitively, or is it like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, listen to a song and see if something comes through, or I just saw this movie and I'm kind of inspired by this typography or something like that.
1: Yeah. You know, um, a lot of times I will see something like, like a movie or something and I'll save it to, you know, a folder that I have on my computer because I like the font or I like the, um, you know, composure of the photograph or like the lighting or something like that. And I, Mm -hmm. I collect like different elements to that. I, that I aspire to, you know, to kind of like mishmash them all together and create like my own kind of thing out of like these elements that I really like, but the, the kind of process of of like the design is is so erratic for me it's like i get an idea Mm-hmm. i write it down in my notes folder my boyfriend is super organized so he puts it into like this amazing like air table spreadsheet for me so i can stay organized and <laughs> nice and then like and then like he has me rate them from like difficulty like one star is like really easy and then like five stars is like really hard it's gonna be that's gonna be like a whole evening you know <laughs> i love that <laughs> instead of it's just like oh i can like go outside and take a pic or something like that or mm-hmm. you know or is it going to be like seven hours of makeup or hair or something like that you know what i mean and so um so i get I usually, it, I try to stay open to this process because I feel like it inherently works with who I am as a person. And mm-hmm. so I am i don't try to like be structured with getting inspiration, which I know is not like the typical thing for a working professional, like a working creative, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, I try to just like, I have the idea and I know I'll forget it. So I try to catalog it as fast as possible. And then I either I'll sit on the idea until I get like some sort of like visual inspiration, like for the idea. Um, if it's just words or sometimes like right away, I'll get, I'll get like a visual inspiration and then I have to find like the words for that. And so like mm-hmm. either of those will come to me like at any, any given time. Sometimes it's when I'm meditating. A lot of times I get ideas like in the shower. Yes, um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's it's the freedom of like, um, and I think they do that. I, I did this one time with a therapist. It's like the freedom of doing something with your hands that gives your brain space to doing something kind of monotonous that you mm-hmm. don't really have to think about like driving walking, taking a shower, doing the dishes, whatever, you know, just doing something with your hands or with your body. That's movement that frees up your mind to be able to get inspiration from, or like get like a random inspired thought from like the universe. It's like when you're, I, that's when I feel like most connected, mm-hmm. I guess. And yeah. so, so yeah, so basically I get the idea either visual or words, and then, like, I try to somehow put it together in some way that makes sense as far as in a meme format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I love that,
0: yeah, because um, that's kind of how my Creative brain works as well. And then I have some of my best ideas when it's just coming in through, like, doing the dishes or, you know, the shower, those type of things. And I'm like, wow. But when I, like, try to, like, okay, let's, like, think of a lyric for a song or let's try to, like, do something, it doesn't flow the same way. Right. And it's like a creative block. So... But, you know what I've yeah. been
1: I've I've um actually been using to help me with that is like cuz because um lately I've just been kind of stressed out. I haven't had like as many ideas or something. But if I, you know, if I if I really want to come up with something, I've been holding my carnelian yes. stone and mm-hmm. that I feel like that has like really helped me like tap into like this kind of creativity, part of me that is like, maybe I could use that as a working creative to, you know, Mm -hmm. meet deadlines and things like that, you know? Yes. Yeah. So I love Carnelian. And I do want to talk about Crystal because I know you're recently
0: getting obsessed. I'm obsessed.
1: (laughs) I don't know anything about them to like memory or anything like that. And so I'm like keeping like all kinds of notes and stuff, but I am like obsessed. Seriously yeah like obsessed and <laughs> it helps
0: too and i think like you can relate being a taurus it's like the beauty it attracts you and oh, yeah. yeah you know and i love it and carnelian was one of my first ones that i got besides smoky quartz and that's what still today one of my favorites
1: so it's, it's like a very like subtle energy and you know what? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a question for you. My, my crystal guru. Okay. <laughs> Riddle me this. All right. I spent money. I like was like, all right, I want a citron. Like, right. I want like mm-hmm. a, a citron. Like it, I want it to be like really pretty and like blah, blah, blah. Right. So I like spent money. <laughs> I bought myself a a, a citron crystal. I got it. I think it doesn't like me. And I don't know if I'm, like, projecting or something, but, like, I feel, like, angry every time I touch it. Oh, no. What's the deal?
0: Okay. What you should do, like, especially if I'm getting crystals – from a place that, like if I go to like a shop in New York or something, and I'm like, okay, I don't know if the vibe is right in here, but I like this crystal, so I'm gonna buy it. Um, I always sage it down first with like some type of smudge. Um, Florida water, did you do
1: that? I saged it. Okay. I haven't, I haven't Florida watered it yet, but okay. I, don't, I don't know. I think I think maybe it doesn't like me. Maybe mm-hmm. it, maybe it'll like my boyfriend though. I put it by his <laughs> computer. <laughs>
0: See, well, and it could just be um, the surrounding crystals, maybe um, you could like research and see like what crystals gel well with each other. I mean, I don't personally don't care. I put them all by each other. I'm like, you know, deal with each other, (laughs) but it seems to be fine. Um, But yeah, I kind of like... Some of my crystals, I just know, okay, it's not the right time to work with them right now, but they're in your life for a reason. So it could be maybe an aspect of you or some like chakra is kind of lower and maybe you're kind of stubborn, like unconsciously you don't want to work with that energy. And maybe that's why the crystal is projecting like – you know, you think you don't want to, that Chris doesn't want to work with you, but
1: really it's what you need. Right. Right. That's, yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Maybe I have like something blocked or something like that, that I need Mm -hmm. to like work through to get it to like me. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, it's weird. They all have their own personality, but some of them I get, and they're mostly like impulse buys and they don't want to speak to me. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> like, you know, we'll work with each other when the time is right. But I've had um this crystal, it's called Chalcedony. It's a blue stone. I had it for three years now and I haven't really been called to work with it, but it's there when the time is right in the near future. But yeah, just some of them, it's like you, you need to have it in your life. It's just currently not like okay at this time so so. advice to
1: me and listeners if you have like a crystal that you don't vibe with or something like that you should just hang on to it because it might it might pull through you Mm -hmm. guys might connect at a a later date yes all right all right my (laughs) crystal guru But um but
0: yeah, I love that you're getting into crystals and it relates so well with astrology.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. We have we have a special collab coming up. We do. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know when this one will this uh podcast will come out, but um it might come out, it might coincide. It might coincide I think
0: it will, the, yeah. Yeah, so. it's going to coincide. So it'll be perfect timing. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so check out at Koji or at the Punk Priestess on yes. Instagram. <laughs> for all the updates. <laughs> <laughs> for this uh, this crystal collab.
0: <laughs> um, I do want to talk about, because I've been seeing this um, a lot on your Instagram and I know this isn't new for you. This just been happening to you and uh, many other artists, but I want to talk about plagiarism like with your work. And I know you've been struggling with that recently too. And it could be a Mercury retrograde backlash as well that's why it's so present but can you kind of talk about your experience of plagiarism and your advice you could give to artists who are maybe hesitant to you know put their work online because they're
1: afraid of that it's it I feel like social media is a funny thing because on on the one hand you have this this beautiful platform that gives artists and creators like a a space to be able to just put it out there and be exposed to a very large number of people, potentially based Mm -hmm. on, you know, the algorithm and things like that. But, um, but on the other hand, it's kind of like this, um, this like environment that doesn't really want you like, like socially d- is not very conducive to like growing or positivity. And I, and I'm I'm totally like I'm totally not appreciating like all of the super positive people and positive messages that exist online. I'm just talking about like personally what I've experienced is like mm-hmm. you can get like a hundred nice comments and like beautiful things that people say and it's beautiful and stuff. But it's always the one comment, mm-hmm. the mean thing that somebody says that'll like stay with you all day if you let it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's like, I'm sorry. I know this isn't the question, but, um, <laughs> no, it's okay. Actually. Yeah, but this is, this
0: is good. Cause how do you deal with that energy when you, like, do you try not to read your comments or because it takes away from the art that you just created or like, do you feel like you have to read them?
1: I read them, but these days I I have forced myself to just like block and delete, like Mm -hmm. just block and delete. Because if I don't, I will think about it all the time and it really messes with my own energy. And I don't have time to be able to like, just like, you know, consider somebody's like thoughtless two second text, like in their Mm -hmm. brain, out their thumbs. Oh, I I forgot that I made that comment. Doesn't matter, you know, whatever. But I mean, and that's kind of what I mean is I feel like feel like people don't take the time to really understand that people are really putting themselves out there Mm -hmm. and and they're doing it and they're being vulnerable and stuff like that. And so like mean comments and stuff like that just is really not a conducive space for an artist to be able to kind of put their work out and stuff. That being said... I think that, I think that the way forward for like artists and stuff like that is to really, um, and I think you said, I think you said this in a live that you did a, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and you were like, what was it? It was like something that rhymed and it was so cute, but it, the general consensus was, <laughs> um, that you were like, you were like, have like a, have a life that you, that you love instead of just like putting like fake stuff on the feed, have a life that you love and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like really like, you know, hustle for your life and, um, or something like that. And, um, I, I, I vibed, I resonated with it totally when you said it. Trust. But, you know, yeah. well, Gemini placements, one here, you know, I get the message, you know, whatever. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but like, I feel like as an artist to put yourself out there constantly and to be vulnerable and stuff like that, you can't cannot put your self-worth into what people think of you online because it will kill you. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to have a cool life. You have to do things that you love. And if you are, you are making work that resonates with you and stuff that you love and you feel like represents you and you're expressing yourself in a way that you want to, that at the end of the day, that is all that matters in life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the mean person said or whatever, you know. When it comes to like plagiarism, that is some bullshit. Because (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah, oh my god, like I can't even tell you. It's just so irritating. I've had like people who I was like internet friends with, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead and like steal my caption or something like that, Mm -hmm. or like, or they'll like take some, like take something, and then they'll just like make something that is extremely similar Mm -hmm. to it. And and I know I'm not coming up with anything new, you know, it's like, I'm just borrowing a bunch of ideas from the past and borrowing astrology. I'm a thief, all right, (laughs) (laughs) of everything. But I think that the thing that makes, and I think this is from a book that I love called Steal Like an Artist. I think Mm -hmm. the thing that makes um, thievery okay is when you take little elements from a lot of different things and then you do it in a way that only you can do it, you Mm -hmm. know? Exactly. Uh, but it's one thing to do that, but it's another thing entirely to take somebody's work, recreate it, or, like, steal the wording, you know, mm-hmm. and then, like, not even give them a tag, not mm-hmm. even give an ad. It's, like, one thing to do that, and but it costs zero dollars mm-hmm. to, to tag someone, you know, to tag an artist. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of thing, I think, is just, like, you know, you, you just have to, if, if you're doing it on Instagram, they have, like, a whole form that you can fill out for, like intellectual property, you know, copyright infringement. that's good. Mm -hmm. And so I've done that multiple times because a lot of like other astrology accounts will like literally take a picture that is of my face, (laughs) right? And post it on their page and like crop out my watermark and stuff and like not even give me a tag.
0: Oh my God. It's just,
1: it's just so annoying. That is so annoying and rude. and. It (laughs) It,
0: it literally too, it's like just asking like, oh, like, you know, I saw this. Do you mind even like reposting something as I've asked people before, like, do you mind or people have even asked me, like, do you mind if I, like, repost a picture of, like, your spread or whatever? I'm like, yeah, you know, go ahead. Thank you for asking. But, yeah, I just feel like it's so wrong. And, like, as a fashion designer, um, I kind of work the same way with my, like, full-time job of taking a lot of inspiration from certain things and, like, kind of making it our own for our collection. And, you know, it's just all about consideration for the artist's work. And, artists and creators, it takes so much time to do this work and it's so undervalued and to just take it with thinking it's okay or even diminishing the work when it took like several hours. is right. just so rude and unappreciative. And it's like, you know what, why are you on Instagram then if you hate looking at images? <laughs> I'm
1: not saying that everybody needs to love my work or, you know, needs to be like nice to me or anything like that, but like like, it's it's faster for you as a hater to just take your thumb and take it from the bottom of the phone and then press it down and drag it to the top of the phone to continue scrolling to mm-hmm. say nothing if you don't <laughs> like something. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I know. Yeah. I've had a lot of, it's not so much. Well, if I do see it in a comments, like something like crazy, oh, of course- Block and delete, but also in comments, I'll get some stuff and from like other like witches and things like, oh, you didn't do this right or like blah blah. And I'm like, there's no rules.
1: Like, who made you the magic police? Like, right? Oh yeah, right. You, you know? want to take me to court? Take
0: me to court. Take I'm me like, who are you? Court. Like, it's, yeah, it's so annoying, but um, it really yeah. is. And
1: that's like the beautiful thing about like magic and you know a- astrology and like other things and stuff like that. Like in this whole spiritual realm, it's really tailored to what the person themselves like makes of it, which is mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing to me who loves like freedom and mm-hmm. um, exactly <laughs> freedom of self-expression. Yeah so. it's like don't tell me what to do. Like, <laughs> if right, you don't like exactly. it, you
0: can create it yourself. And do it the way that
1: you would like it, but you wouldn't do it because yeah. <laughs> I know. I like literally commented something like that recently that was like I was like, you make the memes then with like a little kissing emoji. I was exactly. like okay. <laughs>
0: So kind of like a random question, but... Um, are you vibing to any awesome music lately? Cause I love that you also really like music and love your videos have awesome music. I'm like, okay, I need to find the song <laughs> so
1: <I'm> like, <laughs> put on like a Spotify playlist, right? Oh my God. I know. And you're such a, you're such a music lover too. And you make all kinds of like amazing playlists. So yes, yeah. um, <laughs> lately I've kind of been in like a little bit of like a musical loop. I don't know if you've ever been in that where you kind of listen to the same mm-hmm. things like yes. over and over uh, one, one band that is actually like a personal friend of mine, his name is Victor. He's in this band called the black noise, but black is spelled B L C K black noise. Okay. They're so good. Oh my God. My friend Hannah took me to a show of theirs. They were playing at this little like pizza place. It was like a sports pizza bar or something like Mm -hmm. that. They are so like deep, like beautifully, like, like beautiful bass, like beautiful, like riffs, melodic like gorgeous music and I walked mm-hmm. in and I was like oh my god these these guys are gonna be famous they're so good mm-hmm. they were so like they were like this beautiful beacon like next to you know little shakers of parmesan you know <laughs> and I'm just like oh my god you guys are too good for this place um and okay so they're amazing definitely check them <laughs> out okay, if you I get a chance out. Mm-hmm. beautiful music um I love Raimi Wolf right now uh she was just on on uh Jimmy Fallon I believe okay great super melodic like really fun kind of bops you know but like kind of electronic and like really unexpected melodies and stuff like that really really cool mm-hmm. stuff and then who else who else who am i interested in right now i don't know who who are you listening to right now
0: i'm actually i'm like in a loop of a lot of the music i used to listen to a lot and i think cuz pisces season is approaching it's like i guess tomorrow or now um <laughs> <laughs> whatever the astrologers are saying um i'm listening to a lot of Paint. Um, which is also a California, uh, group, but I don't know. It's like their music is very ethereal, but it's just the rhythms just kind of remind me of Pisces season. Um, I've been listening to that and then kind of getting more emo energy. Um, there's this musician called Boyo, like B-O-Y-O. And oh, it's I think very, I've seen that
1: somewhere. Yeah.
0: I'm like obsessed with his, it's kind of like definitely like sad boy music. And I just somehow resonate with that. <laughs> I love that. Um,
1: It's like emo. It's
0: kind of like emo, (laughs) like (laughs) indie emo. Yeah. What else? I, yeah, I've just been like kind of just randomly going through everything. I feel like a lot of musicians are just releasing singles right now. It's not like a lot of new albums. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh, Cherry Glazer has a new song oh, yeah. out. Cherry Glazer is so amazing. Bad.
1: Yeah. Um, my boyfriend actually shot a music video for them because, uh, he's oh friends with, with that band. Yeah. I know. Oh so gosh. cool, right? <laughs> oh, I love them. Yeah. I saw them
0: in New York a couple years ago and it was so much fun. Um, I'm like, Oh my God, remember shows like when that happened? <laughs> right <laughs> oh that was god. my past life like I go on my phone the before just, times
1: <laughs> before times yeah and, like <laughs> in my
0: phone library and I was like oh my god that was like what I did I like went with all these people and saw music <laughs>
1: <laughs> so hopefully so it was- comes back Bye. <laughs> so. oh my god I saw this amazing tweet today Sam what was that always oh, is- are you listening Sam Sam what was that tweet that I saw that you sent me it was, oh, it was like, it was like, I'm spending all my good years living like the grandparents of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I was like, this is so me. This is me. My, my skin's not going to be good for much longer. Let me live. Like, I definitely resonate with that, but I'm kind of
0: liking the downtime at home. I get to chill off my crystals some more. And when I'm at work, I'm like, oh, I miss my crystals. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. And now I'm bringing them like to my desk, like someone's coming <laughs> to work with me, it's like a little shrine and I'm like, okay, everyone's <laughs> going to think
1: I'm crazy but it's, it's for the best reasons. <laughs> they don't understand. It's a life hack. It's a life hack, just like astrology.
0: Like one of the crystals, um, I had to bring it home because I felt that it was tired of like all the work, politics, chaos. It was absorbing oh, wow. it. And I was uh-huh. like, I need you to like, just take a little time out and come back home with me and recharge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not ready yet to go back out in the wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to, I want to know like your top tips for like connecting with a crystal. Like what's the, what's your top tips? Okay.
0: Well, I always say like your crystal, it chooses you. It's like, it's not just like a random energy. There's something that resonates with both of us. So I think just having that connection right away that's immediate um, is a good starting point. It's like, don't force yourself on a crystal. Even if it's like really expensive and you're Ill, like, you can imprint on a crystal, which I've done before. It's like, I see a crystal, it might be too expensive. And then it like will still be there when I have like the money or something like that. So it's like, if it wants to be in your life, it wants to be your life. It, like the universe will find a way to make it happen. If not, it's not meant for you and don't mm-hmm. cry about it. Like there'll be more, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think like that first instant connection that is just intuitive and I don't know. It just kind of like I guess doing a little bit of research, but I kind of just let this crystal tell me what it wants to be used for because it's kind. Crystals are kind of like astrology in a way where it's kind of subjective. It's like it could mean this or that, which it's hard to pinpoint what a specific crystal really means. And then some astrology signs have the same crystals as like other ones. So it's kind of like just do what you think is best for it, and you'll kind of will find intuitively what it likes, what it doesn't like, and how you work with it. So, so it's
1: ju- it's just about time. Then it's just about like spending time and then connecting and then seeing seeing how mm-hmm. that that energy feels to you.
0: Yeah, and even just like where it wants to go in your home, or um, you can also just kind of feel because I had to rearrange some of my crystals yesterday, and for some reason, I was just like, okay, this one wants to go here next to this one. This one wants to go over here. And like, it, it's just kind of like, let it speak to you, let it connect a you, and tell you how it wants to be used. Um, what is really interesting, what I would like to talk about is when a crystal breaks.
1: Oh, like you drop it or something. Um, yeah,
0: you drop it or I think, cause I actually broke a crystal two days ago. <laughs>
1: oh no. RIP. Um, is it RIP or is it, or is it like, is it still, you know, workable? Um,
0: It's so they're saying it's still Mm -hmm. working. I've been doing more research on this because it's so I love breaking things or losing things that I'm attached to. And it's kind of saying that when a crystal breaks on you, it's because it's cosmic lesson is done in your life or, oh, wow. Um, so, and also it could be like, it protected you against like a bad circumstance or something like it took that blow for you. Oh my gosh. So, wow. So it's actually good. But if a crystal breaks, you can put it like in the dirt, like in your house plants or outside bury it in the dirt or something like that to kind of give it a little burial. Uh-huh. Um, or you can still use it in like on your altar, however you want to, like, I, I don't want to throw it away. Like, don't throw it away if it breaks, <laughs> like mm-hmm. try to find mm-hmm. like a, use for it. But yeah, it's just, it's actually a good thing when a crystal breaks on you. It's like, okay, it's, it's mission is done in your life.
1: This is like some real deep crystal talk right now. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Wow. That's like so meaningful. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I'll keep that in mind because I am, um, very klutzy. So (laughs) yeah, I told myself
0: I am off limits to like, until mercury goes direct, um, in two days, I'm like, I'm off limits touching like vintage crystals. I'd be breaking (laughs) like (laughs) so much stuff. I'm like, (laughs) hands off, like you can't handle this right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, so I just want to wrap up and, um, just talk about, um, so you were, telling me that you have a new 1970s-inspired collection
1: for your shop? Yes, yes I do. Um, uh, as far as, like, promoting things, um, <laughs> I, I am working on something that is a little bit more 1970s-inspired, like, more, like, cute, like, um, like gradients and, like, uh, 1970s, like, fonts and design and stuff like that. Something kind of groovy and stuff. So mm-hmm. definitely stay tuned. It's all astrology, obviously. I love but, that. <laughs> yeah, so definitely stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm super excited. Um, opening up a shop is like super fun and so cool. And like the the on-demand like printing services and stuff make it super easy to be able to just come up with different designs and play around with stuff and offer my followers and people who like my stuff, you know, different, lots of different things that they can use to like express themselves or like buy as a gift or like whatever. So it's just, it's mm-hmm. super fun. I love it. <laughs> it's
0: awesome. And I have
1: um, your
0: Aries hoodie and I love it so much. And I love wearing it at work because i like, even though. <laughs> It's like corporate, I'm like, I'm still going to wear this Aries sweatshirt and I want everyone to know here who you're messing with. Like, don't touch me. There's fire. There's fire on There's it. fire here. I might be you... seen on the outside, but... <laughs> uh, but I get so many compliments when I wear um, your Aries hoodie and like, even at work, people come up to me and be like, oh, well, I'm this sign. I'm like, okay, cool.
1: It's a, it's a conversation starter for sure. And that's what I was saying about like, cis hetero men, like, they better not like claim claim our <laughs> i know exactly it's like don't come for us because <laughs> <laughs> then they're gonna start wearing the <laughs> wearing the astrology stuff just as like a conversation starter i know
0: i know oh my gosh <laughs> um Get out
1: of here. <laughs> so,
0: but yeah so that's coming which i i love like the 1970s retro so i'm super excited about that and um yeah stay tuned for our crystal collaboration <laughs> yes yes it's gonna be very fun I appreciate you having
1: me on thank you so much this is so fun thank you
0: and you can find Koji at Koji on Instagram that's so (laughs) G-E-Y
1: yes
0: (laughs) so thank you so much it was so much fun so much fun bye